3, 2, 1, roll. Welcome back everybody, I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today we explore how to separate your firm from the competitive pack with, welcome everybody, Ken Lizot. Nice to see you, Simon. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to be here. Ken, what are you currently creating? Well, I'm currently working on a new book of my own. I've, I've done eight books of my own, uh, in addition to helping other people get their own books published. But I'm currently working on one that is uh, loosely called uh, Business Lessons of Henry David Thoreau. Now, a lot of people know who Thoreau is. Um, I live in Concord, Massachusetts, where he used to live, where he was born. And he's known for so many different things, such as environmentalism and um, politics, uh, writing. He is known for so many, really a Renaissance man back in the uh, 1830s and 40s. But one thing he's not particularly known for is his business and career um skill set and uh i i specialize in business books and i also am involved with the henry david thoreau birth house in concord where he was born i'm on the board of directors and it occurred to me business is nothing is something that he has never been associated with so i've been looking into it and that is the biggest, big mistake. I'll only add one thing about it that, that most people don't know about. The pencil that we all use today and take for granted, meaning a pencil will, we're, was reliable, we can write with it, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's always better than a pen because it doesn't run out of ink, et cetera. Would you believe that he created that? He invented that. His father had a pencil factory, but the pencils were not very good back in those days. He did research, he used his brain, he invented that. We would not be using pencils today the way we do if not for him. So that's just like one thing as I found about Henry David Thoreau and, and any of your listeners out there that are, are Thoreau fans or uh, uh, um, impressed by his, his uh, literature, um, his books and his essays and things like that. Uh, I, think, I think this is a revelation, probably, what I'm saying about him. Absolutely, yes. Reminds me of the philosophers who were also uh, very good in economy and in, in running businesses and in running countries that you would never associate them uh, right. with. It. But it was, it was one thing. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci is probably the best known uh, Renaissance man in our all our civilization. But um, but there have been others, and Thoreau turns out to it's this one little piece that no one has really ever written about his business uh, sense. And um, anyway, that's what I'm working on. And now, business owners and also the people listening here, they many times they just do what other people do. They follow the herd. Oh, these are the benchmarks. These are the industry best practices, which means doing what everybody else does. And what happens then is 
that you have very similar people where you cannot really differentiate between them. And that's a problem when you are undifferentiated. So how can we separate our firm from the pack? Right. Well, uh, what you have to do is become a thought leader. And Simon, I don't have to tell you any of this because you know what this is all about. You practice it all the time. And I see all the books behind you, and I know that you've got a book that's going to be coming out fairly soon. There it is. And, um, and, and, and a book in particular will make you a thought leader. It's not the only thing, and it's not um, even a necessary thing. I only say that because some people are scared of the idea of doing a book, or they say, oh, my God, what, a, what an effort that would be. I could never do it, or I can't write, or whatever. But, um, but if you can produce a book, a book will be the hub of all sorts of other um, uh, tactical actions that will draw people to you. That is to say your market, your prospects. So I always say to people, um, if, if you look around at your competition now, how many of the companies or the uh, individual practitioners that are your competition have ever published a book? Or if not a book, how many of them are writing articles and getting them published? I don't mean it on LinkedIn or that sort of thing. I mean by a reputable business publication. And how many of them are doing speaking engagements and how many of them are doing Zoom casts and podcasts and things like we're doing now? And if you look around at your competition in most industries and most professions, the answer will be, I don't see anybody. So when you do it, it raises you above your competition and you become what's called the go-to authority people turn to every time. I'm gonna do a shameless um, promotion for myself because this is a book uh, that, that I published and wrote and published for McGraw-Hill, The Expert's Edge, and they put this subtitle on it, become the go-to authority people turn to every time. It shows you how to become a thought leader. And that's what thought leaders do. That's why they rise above the competition because they are drawing their um, prospects to them. And when, when prospects come to me about my business and what I can do for them, they are not shopping around. They have heard about me in some way that has to do with my thought leader activities. So that's how you do it. That's how you rise above the competition. And um, my client, I've had over 400 clients in 20 plus years, and uh, they all find that it, it boosts their, uh, their prospects and their, frankly, their revenue and their profits and their business. What do you say to people who go, oh, Ken, I'm running a business here. I don't have time to write a book. I'm not a writer. Yeah, well, there are people like that. Um, and, it's, and, and it's too bad because the people who, who get this uh, don't say that, even though they're running a business too. But what's running a business? Is it just doing the day-to-day -day work for your clients every day? Or does it involve any marketing? Does it involve any promotion? Does it involve any advertising? And most businesses have to do some of that. Do they network? Do they go out and they meet other people? We, we have to draw people to us in some way. And, and, and what I'm saying is that 
practicing what I call a thought leading strategy is uh, is a very powerful way to do it. And it's going to, again, I'm going to say, it's going to rise you above your competition because you look around, you don't see anybody else doing it. If you do, then you're looking at a thought leader and you're looking at your nearest competition. So you should be on top of that too. And as for the right, let me say this about the writing. Uh, for for um, uh, I have been working with hundreds of professionals over the last 20, 25 years actually. And almost every single one of them, I say to them, if they, they come to me because they want to, to write and publish a book or articles that we do, I do either, I help either. I don't write for them. I'll, I would say to you, for example, I want you, Simon, to write the book and I want you to write your articles. I have a staff that helps edit and helps place the articles or place the book and all of that. But I want you to be the thought leader that actually writes. And people who think they can't write usually find out if they resist me that they actually can. So have some confidence is what I'm saying. <laughs> what about people who are more of a speaker than a writer and, and they team up with somebody and like they get interviewed? Yeah, you can do something like that. Um, but that's, that's so what you're talking about interviews for the um, for the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you can do it that way. That's called it's really called ghostwriting. You can do it that way. And we do do it for some of our clients who just cannot deal with what I'm talking about now. So we will help with that. Um, but it's not the best way to do it. It, it is something that if people will go out into the world and they, if, if, you know, having lunch or something, having conversation with someone and they say, you know, I've always wanted to do a book, but I don't think I can write this and that. Usually that's what you're suggesting is what gets suggested to them. Well, you should get a ghostwriter. And I would say to you, the ghostwriting is only in the last, the last resort. I'm, again, I'm going to go back to what I said. Most people I have found, whether they know it or not, they can write. What you need is not a ghostwriter, but an editor. And I'm saying this as somebody who in my early career, I was a ghostwriter. So I know what it's like. And uh, sometimes you're successful when you're a ghostwriter and sometimes you're not. And uh, the book is successful or not. So anyway, I just would say that um, uh, that is a way to do it but it's, it should be a last resort. The last objection. Yeah. yeah, but there are so many books out there. Everybody's writing a book in the pandemic, so the world doesn't need a book. The world will not even see my book. Can you, can you walk us through an example of somebody that you worked with that had business impact out of it? Well, I mean, the first thing is... Uh, the important thing about a book for a business person to become a thought leader is that they have a book. It doesn't matter that much if the book sells or if the book is, is the only one of, of its kind. Uh, you become the go-to authority because you've been heard of because of your book. Might not have actually, uh, people, somebody might not have actually read the book or purchased the book, but they've heard of it and it gives you some credibility. So that's what's important. But um, you, you mentioned speaking uh, before, being a speaker. 
I always feel that when I when I when I see a speaker, even a very very good one, if they don't have a book or they they at least don't have an article handout that was article published, then there's something missing there. So uh, I, again, it elevates you, and um, the the importance of the book is also to help you get speaking engagements. So one of my clients, whose name is Deborah James, Deborah Lee James, she was the secretary of, of the Air Force under President Barack Obama. She's only the second woman in American history who uh, held a post like that. And she's a, she is a client of mine. And uh, she wrote uh, her book herself, and we had a major publisher uh, for her. And she wrote her book and uh, didn't know if it, she did a good job or not. And she gave it to me. And I said to her this, I said, did you really write this yourself? And she said, yes, I did. Well, she did a great job. She's a great example of somebody who did a great job. And as a result of that book, uh, partly because she also had already a certain uh, notoriety in shape, I mean, not as not terrific, but much more than most uh, most people. Um, she had a lot of great contacts that would, when they heard about she had a book, they invited her to come and speak. So she would come and speak to two, three, four hundred uh, people in an audience, and they would buy. Everybody would buy the book. The the event planner would buy the book for uh, all everybody in the audience. So that sells books but it also gives people a chance to hear from her directly, the speaking, and see it all works together. So that's, that's why I call thought leading strategies. Number one, publish your ideas. Number two, do speaking engagements. Number three, try to, try to uh, create what I call some fresh thinking. So you've got some, something original. Number four is uh, working with the internet so that you, the things like what we're doing right now so that this augments uh, the rest of your visibility. And number five, the more traditional uh, publicity, such as getting interviewed by the New York Times or the local newspaper in your town or whatever it might be. And that's a thought leading strategy. You put all those together, it's nobody, nobody near you in your business, in your industry is gonna come close. This is how we separate from the pack. And I'm curious, who do you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors? Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprint.com tools. When everybody zigs, they are zagging. But from your perspective, they are doing the right thing. Who do you pick? I'll actually uh, go with uh, who I was just talking about, Deborah Lee Jones, uh, James, because when you talk about zig and zagging, her book, believe, get get this, her book actually includes a, 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 a success process that she created for herself over the years, and it's called the zigzag process. <laughs> she actually has that. Now, is she the first one to invent that? I don't know. But it worked for her, and it was uh, uh, the core of her book, uh, which also included uh, uh, stories from her uh, career and her background and all of that. But the zigzag process, she, she talks about problem solving in that way. 
you know, just like you say, you should, you're, you're not getting anywhere zigging, so zag and zigzag and it works. So yeah. I would nominate her. This is such an important principle. I'm, I'm, I've been investing a lot this year for many reasons. First one, because inflation is so much higher than, than usual. So our typical assets are depreciating and where to find appreciating assets. And I've been really relearning about this zig and zag going anti-cyclical. Because when do you buy assets? When they are down, when everybody sells, that's when you have to buy. Yeah. And um, and so this is really an important principle to meditate in general, zigging and zagging. Right, right. Now, yeah. I'm so curious. You are an, a writer, you are a reader, yeah, and uh, it's a tough question to pick three books or three authors that inspire you so much. Right. So um, it's a tough question, but I, I was making notes. You and I were talking before the program about this, and I was... It was getting me thinking. One of them would be uh, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, Tipping Point. And with Malcolm Gladwell, actually, I think most of his books are, are pretty impressive. Um, I met him last year when I was organizing a, a national conference and he came, he, was, he came to speak. But the Tipping Point, I thought, was a really important book for us all to, to keep in mind about where trends are. Uh, a second book is uh, called The Armies of the Night by Norman Mailer. And Norman Mailer was my favorite writer. He's not with us anymore, but he was a great writer, I felt. And uh, he inspired me to um, take um, uh, chances with my own writing style. And uh, his writings in general, I think, are they were important for me. And, uh, and the last one is, we'll go back to Henry David Thoreau. He wrote a book called Walden and most people have heard of it if they haven't actually read it. Uh, and, and that's an inspiring book because he, he just takes the world as he, as he sees it right around him. And he didn't go, he didn't go to far flung exotic locations. He did it right in this little town that I'm in Concord. And he, he, he would, uh, he would get down on the ground at Walden pond and watch the ants, how they were working with each other. And, things of that nature and looking at flowers and uh, just all sorts of things. I mean, we go on and on and on, but he put it all together in Walden, took him, took him eight drafts. Talk about, you, I can't write. He wanted to be a writer and he was a decent writer, but it took him eight drafts before that book was actually ready to be published. So, um, so I'm, um, so that those would be my three books, uh, uh, Tipping Point, Armies of the Night and Walden. Beautiful. Thank you. And uh, what excites you looking forward in your in your field, where in um, in the field of, of writing and publishing? Well, um, I th I think this book that I mentioned uh, for Thoreau excites me because it's 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 very it's going to be a very unique book. Um, but beyond that, uh, I'm I, I'm looking at. Uh, um, talk about zigging and zagging i'm looking at the pandemic how it has affected uh us in terms of all of us and who 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 do work to being thought leaders and uh it hasn't affected books in any way that i was able to see i continue to work with 
uh, business uh, specialists on, on their books uh, throughout the whole pandemic and the whole lockdown. Uh, but the speaking engagements for people who were uh, particularly built their business around uh, paid speaking engagements, you know, of course, right away, boom, they all got they all got canceled. Uh, and, and they're starting to come back now, but there's still a lot of uh, virtual and hybrid and all of that. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at how um, that fits into the traditional model that I've been espousing for years and years. And, you know, and for the most part, um, again, what you and I are doing right now is something to take advantage of because there are lots of podcasts and Zoomcasts. And they may not always pay money, but they help with your visibility. So uh, we've been working with uh, podcasts. There's an explosion of them, as you, I'm sure you know. But, um, you know, I'll just tell you, Simon, none are as good as yours, of course. So just take that story as it's meant. <laughs> Since I'm coming out with the book in February, I'm asking everybody, hey, how do you do your book tour now? Are you flying? Do you do? And everybody goes, well... Best case, I will be on two to three podcasts per day. That's the best thing I can do for my book. And yeah. so my plan is to be on six podcasts per day in February and March when the book is out and yeah. to do a big summit about the book with 15 speakers. And um, but that's so far that it's fully online because yeah. I don't know what's happening in February in the world. Yeah, it's still it's still it's still in doubt. And. You know, the um, the problem, it, it really is on the end of uh, people who would attend. We still have a lot of a lot of us, me included, that don't really want to necessarily fly or, uh, you know, check into hotels and things. I'm I'm fully vaccinated. So so I'm safe as far as that goes. But it's it there's still a tentativeness on that. So we're virtual is here to stay for for now. I think it's here to stay here to stay forever, but uh, eventually I expect in the next year, I hope things will go back to uh, more in-person as well, but it's still not there yet. If people go, oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to write my book and I want an editor and I want a team that challenges me and supports me and I like Ken, where can they find you and your team? So they can find me at, uh, they can look at my website, which is thoughtleading.com, thoughtleading.com, or they can email me at ken at thoughtleading.com, or they can buy my book. <laughs> can I say that? They can sure. buy my book <laughs> on Amazon or, or through a bookstore, The Expert's Edge. And uh, that, you know, if they're not ready to really contact me and, you know, make a big commitment, my book is a great way to kind of introduce uh, yourself even more to this whole process, how it works, why it works, and all of that. So I'd 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 suggest that they they take a look at my book or or send me an email. I love it. Thank you so much, Ken. And who should be my next guest? Deborah Lee James. <laughs> yes, I, I I'd say Henry David Thoreau, but he's not around oh, right now. <laughs> I would love to hang out with him. Yeah, in nature. And with a working <laughs> microphone. Exactly. Yeah. No, Deborah Lee James. I can hook you up with her, and uh, she would she would be happy to come on. She'd love to come on. And I think you you find her a terrific guest. 
looking forward to zig and zag with her thank you so much who, Ken. who better can you talk to about the zigzag process than than her exactly kenley's off everybody and uh, thoughtleading.com and uh, please come back soon thank you you too avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work we have 274 templates for your business success reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach we double your revenue in 90 days